Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful, spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Do you tend to attract people who just don't have their life together or who seem good on paper but don't want to commit? You can absolutely change who is attracted to you and feel good about it. Listen to learn more. Hello, ladies. I'm thrilled tonight to talk with you about your patterns of attraction. If you're not in a healthy relationship, have probably had the experience of either attracting someone who just can't match you, you know, someone who's nice, but you're not attracted to them, or they're not as successful as you want them to be, or they just don't really seem to have their life together or seem to have that sense of adventure that you really want. Or you may be attracting men who do have that, who are very masculine, but don't want to commit energetically, financially, emotionally, otherwise. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to have like a cookie cutter monogamous relationship leading to marriage and a white picket fence. But what I am saying is that most people want to have a true partner, a life partner, someone that they can grow with that inspires them, someone that they respect. And tonight's topic might be a little bit controversial because I hear all the time from women, why do I have to worry about being feminine? Like, we're not living in the 1960s. Like, hello, why do I have to worry about feminine energy versus masculine energy? And aren't we in a gender fluid society anyway? Or aren't we all one spiritually anyway beyond gender? And yes, I hear all of those things. But the truth is we also live in a world of polarity, a world of opposites. And so we're going to dive into this topic tonight. But before we get into it, I just want you to think about your past relationships, your past partners. Have you toggled between someone who feels really safe, but then you get bored, (laughs) and someone who feels really exciting, but deep down can't actually give you what you want in terms of connection or consistency? So if you're in that situation, or if you think about your past relationships, and they've tended to go that way, that ping pong between safe or unavailable, safe or unavailable, you're not alone. Um, But it's something to be aware of because we might think that we're attracting a different sort of partner, but oftentimes when we look back at our relationship history, our partner is actually, is a very similar person we tend to attract. Ouch, (laughs) it's hard to acknowledge that. It stinks to acknowledge that sometimes, right? Because we want to believe, well, I'm growing, I'm changing, I should be attracting someone different. But the truth is we can grow and change, you know, through doing therapy or reading books or those things. But if we're not working specifically on two things, our feminine energy and our attachment style or how we show up in relationship, then we could be growing as a person, but not necessarily growing in our skill set to attract a great partner. And that's because we have these different lines of development. That's part of integral theory, which I'm not going to get into, but it's a philosophy um, and a theory about human development, which is that, you know, if we put If we put all of our energy into one line of development, maybe our our intellectual development, we could be a Nobel Prize winner, but it doesn't mean that we actually have, you know, a healthy body. Or if we put all of our energy into a spiritual line of development, we could be very spiritually evolved, but it doesn't mean that we actually have integrity, which is why sometimes we'll see spiritual communities, not always, but sometimes where, um, 
there isn't a lot of good boundaries or, or good integrity or all of that. So that's more old school, kind of like neo-tantra type stuff. Um, but I just wanted to point out some examples of why it's so important to really take this part of your life, your relationship part of your life, um, in a deeper way. And it doesn't mean that you have to put everything into being in a relationship, you know, but if you do focus on healthy relationship with yourself, with your partner, with others, it will make everything else in your life easier to navigate because it's actually hard to navigate life without people that are close to us. So again, I'm not saying that this has to be the only thing that you focus on in your life, but if you don't focus on it, Chances are when you get to the end of your life, you'll wish that you would have had more fulfilling relationships or a loving partner to hold your hand in those last moments or, you know, a really good relationship with your children. So let's get back to the feminine energy and why this is so important. You know, think about the female role models that you look up to. Maybe it's Oprah, maybe it's Cleopatra, maybe it's Joan of Arc, you know, it might be Michelle Obama. They could be a bunch of different feminine leaders or feminine energy. Most of those women have an essence. They have an energy to them that's captivating, that's magnetic, not just to, you know, people around them or their potential partner, but to the world at large. I mean, Princess Diana is a perfect example of that, someone who is captivating and magnetic and, and in her feminine energy. And so if we think about women that we look up to, they're typically in those ways somehow feminine. Now, it could be courageous feminine. It could be fiery feminine. Like Joan of Arc, that's fire feminine. You know, that's not just like a wallflower or focusing on how you're looking. So I want to expand the definition of feminine energy beyond just our looks or just what society says is feminine. But if we think about the women that make the greatest impact on us, they have some qualities of femininity, whether it's courage, compassion, grace, mystery, intrigue, creativity, spirituality. There's pieces of human existence that they've created in their, in their lives and in their bodies and in their initiatives that's really captivating and, and really magnetic and attractive. And that's why it's so important to have a good connection with our feminine energy, whether we're trying to attract a partner and a higher quality partner, or whether we already have a good relationship, but we want to make it fantastic, or whether we already have a pretty good life, but we want to change careers or we want more abundance or we want more confidence. So one of my favorite things in the world is to talk about feminine energy and to experience feminine energy. There's only so much we can do, of course, by talking about it. It has to be embodied and in our, you know, in our daily experience, the way that we move, the way that we speak, the way that we uh, express ourselves out into the world, even the way that we dress. So Feminine energy is a key part of manifesting who we are in all these different parts of our life. And it does really affect our patterns of attraction. And so that's what I want to dive into even more now, which is that yes, there's law of attraction. Absolutely. But there's also law of polarity. There's multiple laws to this universe, you know, just like there's gravity, but there's other laws. We all have many different kind of laws. I don't even really like that word, but you know what I mean? That we're operating under. And so it's important to understand that typically the masculine is looking for something different in connection than the feminine. So a lot of times as women, we're looking for companionship we're looking for safety. We're looking for a sense of camaraderie, that this person that is going to be our life partner is like our best friend. 
No offense, ladies, but very rarely is a man saying, I just want to find my best friend. You know, I just want to find a companion. Now, he may grow to totally appreciate, rely on, and enjoy that companionship as the relationship builds. But when we're in the process of dating and attracting someone, oftentimes our priorities as women are different than the priorities as men. Like I said, we're prioritizing oftentimes safety and connection and camaraderie and finding that best friend and companionship. You know, someone we can sit on the couch with and hold hands or go to go to the grocery store with. And oftentimes men are looking for someone who challenges them, someone who inspires them, someone who adds something to their life. You know, it could be beauty in the, in the you know, traditional sense, but it could be a sense of fun and play and spontaneity and adventure and someone who makes him a better man, you know, or if it's a female makes her a better woman through her challenging of her own masculine energy. And so we have this dichotomy because of the law of opposites, because of the law of polarity. So oftentimes women will feel frustrated. How come I'm not attracting a masculine man? Either the woman is more in her masculine than she needs to be in order to attract a more masculine partner or she's been focused so much on these values of companionship that she's missing out on a huge aspect of dating, which is more about the sensuality. It doesn't mean sex. You don't have to do that at any point in the relationship. If you don't want to, you can wait till marriage or, or never experience that, but it is about being in your five senses. It is about being connected to your body. It is about being sensual. And it's about this sense of charge. This, I call it an erotic charge. It doesn't have to, of course, be related to intimacy, but a sense of discovery a sense of two separate things, kind of seeing what's possible as they come together and then having the freedom and space to be able to move apart. Now, not moving apart forever, but being able to take the gifts of the relationship and move outward and then come back to one another even more lit up, even more inspired. So most people, especially men, but women too, would rather be in a great relationship with someone that they really... I don't want to say can't live without because that's a little codependent, <laughs> but with someone who really um, inspires them to be their best than to be single. And I know there's a myth in our culture that like men don't want to commit or they don't want relationship. There are some unhealthy men who can't commit or won't commit or have a pathology that prevents them from committing. But there are plenty of men who want a committed relationship, who are yearning for that or or really craving that and, and wanting that, but they don't want to have to give up their freedom. And I don't mean freedom to be with other women. I mean the freedom to follow their life purpose, to be in integrity, to be able to do masculine pursuits, adventurous things that speak to them without feeling like they're being controlled or minimized. Now, as women, we look as relationship as a pathway to deeper connection, connection and companionship like I was talking about. But what if we looked at our relationship as a deeper pathway towards God or to spirit or to source or whatever you want to call it? You know, if you let the connection be not just to this particular person that we need to control or manipulate or criticize, but this particular person is just one pathway to a bigger version of ourselves, a more expressed, authentic version of ourselves or a more more divinely feminine version of ourselves, then that really changes the polarity and changes the nature of the relationship. And so you may also find that you're attracting a lot of masculine men, but they just don't want to commit. And so it's not necessarily because this guy is a bad person or he's not capable of commitment because how many of us have been in that situation where we date someone 
and then we break up and then like six months later he's in a serious relationship or sometimes even sooner and you're like what the heck just happened <laughs> now each situation is of course a little bit different but what I see in that is that we've become oftentimes as women man trainers you know we're kind of training the guy on how we want to be treated or how to be in relationship but we're emasculating him in the process or we're controlling or taking over in the process. And so that sense of freedom through relationship gets squashed and the masculine partner then feels like there's more limitation by being in relationship than more possibility. But if both partners feel like there's possibility, possibility to be their best, their best selves, possibility to follow their passions, possibility to grow and evolve spiritually while still having a lot of fun and passion and adventure, then that relationship is just going to get better and better and better. And I'm just going to brag for a second. My husband bought me these beautiful roses um, two days ago, totally unexpectedly. And he's been doing all these nice little things. And he he always, like, I shouldn't say always, doesn't always do that, but he oftentimes will do that. You know, he'll surprise me with treats or surprise me with the way that he cares for me, opening my door. And we've been together for four years now. And granted, you know, maybe talk to me when we've been together 25 years, but it, my, my truest belief is that relationship can get better and better. You know, our career goes up a steady progression, you know, maybe some ups and downs, but it keeps going up over the course of our life. Why, why wouldn't our romantic relationship just keep getting better and better and better? better. So I'm going to check my notes really quick because I want to make sure that I'm covering all the nuggets that were really important to me on this talk. Um, oh, what I wanted to say is the law of opposites or the law of polarity. So oftentimes, you know, we'll be seeking our partner and we'll be looking for all the ways that they're the same as us, but we won't be attracting a man who's really like that because the masculine tends to do more with the law of opposites or the law of polarity than the feminine, which is seeking closeness. And the masculine is seeking that healthy tension or that healthy distance. But I will say that you do attract your, your equal, so to speak, when it comes to the amount of work that you've done, you know? So if you've done a lot of personal work and you're attracting men who have not done their personal work, A, you know, sometimes that just happens and we need to let them go quickly because it's not, you know, a good use of your time to keep dating someone. But B, there may be some hidden thing beneath the surface where you've gotten comfortable being in the motherly role or the therapist role on a date or seeing the best in someone, but not seeing their humanness. A lot of women who have beautiful spiritual practices and a lot of depth, they miss who the human is. They see the potential, but we can't date potential. You know, we, we can only be present in relationship with the person that's showing up with us as they are messy and divine and chaotic. And, you know, obviously, or I would hope humble in some ways at the same time, but Oftentimes, if you're not attracting someone who you would consider to be your equal, it's because they either haven't done their work, but you're treating them with pity or with mothering or smothering or um, therapizing because it feels safer for you. It feels safer to do that than to try to reject someone or try to date someone more like your equal or you haven't yet given yourself permission to really be with someone who can match you. So matching you to me is people who are different in many ways, masculine, feminine, um, other, you know, nice kind of balances between the relationship. 
but they both are committed to the same values. I'm a huge proponent of values-based dating. So finding a partner who has similar values as you do, but expresses them perhaps in different ways. You know, my husband and I both really value growth and development. He focuses more on growth and development through challenge. He loves to be challenged. You know, I focus more on growth and development through closeness. So we have a very traditional kind of masculine and feminine view on development and what makes us come alive and what helps us to grow. Um, And you want to find a partner who has the same values as you, but might express them in the world in a different way. And where there can be healthy differences. One of the, this is one of the things that I teach my women in one of our later chapters in my course, Queens of Pleasure, is how do you have healthy differences and hold space for those differences without trying to convince the other person and without trying to find sameness. Because the more we're trying to find sameness with our partner, the more we'll lose that charge. And we need to be able to have that healthy charge, that healthy magnetism and that, and that healthy attraction. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to talk about some of those pitfalls um, that we might fall into. Um, Ah, the last thing I wanted to share is that if you've, have you ever had the experience where you go on a date and afterwards you're like, that went so well, and then you never hear from him again. So if that happens, most likely your version of what a date going well looks like is that you feel really connected, you feel really close, you feel like you have a lot in common with the other person and that you had fun. But the masculine view of what makes a date good is not necessarily those same things. So chances are you're being put in the friend zone more than you would like to be or more than you would need to be because what you're thinking is a great date, he's thinking feels very friend zone-y. This is something I work a lot, again, with my clients on, which is having mystery, having intrigue, having a sense of healthy tension and healthy, you know, connection back to yourself versus just giving and giving of your joy or your energy or your excitement and and maybe finding a lot of similarities with your partner on the date or your potential partner, but losing that sense of your power. And I don't want that to happen for you. I want you to be able to have great dates, but to have follow-ups to the dates and have the dates to go well and, and feel like it's going in the direction that you want it to, unless you don't want to. Sometimes you date someone and you're like, yeah, that went really well, but I'm just not digging it. And that's okay too, obviously. Um, so re- related to that, you know, it's not so much about completing you like that Jerry Maguire phrase, you know, you complete me because you don't need to be completed. You're already whole. You're already freaking amazing. You already have a lot to offer, but I would like you to find a partner. If you're looking for a partner who compliments you, not because there's an imbalance, but because he compliments you and he elevates you, he enriches you. Um, it's complimentary, you know, it goes well together, but each, each aspect is still very separate. So it's my total passion and mission to help empower the feminine to be divine, radiant, magnetic, to get everything you want in life and in love. And doing so requires that we have a little more nuance and awareness of these patterns and these different ways that our patterns of attraction shape who we get into relationship with and what we do with our life. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love. Because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk. That's violetlang.com forward slash talk to sign up for a free Breakthrough to Love call. These are special deep dives only for women who are committed and ready for lasting love. If that's you, 
book your time now with me or my team.